What's up, what's up? We are now live, Living the Stress Life Podcast. Um, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Tiffany Story. And I'm your host, Lamar Story. And, and this is Living the Stress Life Podcast, yes. like he said. So tonight, we have some guests on our podcast. Um, it's our family, and yeah. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. <laughs> but they are joining us for today's discussion, which is Thought Culture. Right, so let's start with the lady and and then the gentleman. All right, I'm Tori. I'm their oldest niece, their favorite niece, also. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm, I'm Chris. I'm Bay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the new introduction to new, in, you know, new person in the family. So I'm Bay. <laughs> so, so Chris, also do a shameless plug because you're also an entrepreneur. Yeah. So do a shameless plug for the business. Oh yeah, um, Fat Charles Barbecue, F A T C H A R L E S B B Q, um, best tacos and barbecue in town. It's uh, me and my brother. We started two years ago, and uh, it's finally taking off, and we're doing good things. So uh, yeah, um, Facebook, Instagram, same name. Okay, and the face is Fat Charles Barbecue. Fat Charles Barbecue. All right, where can we find you? Uh, Clay Chalkville area. Right mm-hmm. now, we're in the Clay Chalkville area. All right, cool. So if y'all live in Birmingham or around the Birmingham City area, check out Fat Charles Barbecue. We'll make sure to um, drop their information on our social media uh, page. So check us out on social media. And Toriel, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, I am a professional by day. A ratchet by night. Um, I was in the airport. I am a manager for a tobacco company. I'm currently responsible for about 15 cities in the San Antonio, Texas area. And outside of that, I just ball out and live life. (laughs) Yeah, so I asked my niece because I feel like she has an intimate understanding of what thought culture looks like. (laughs) No, just playing. No, I think it's it's just a good age difference. Um, Toriel uh, and Chris are are younger than we are. You know, we're um, Lamar's forty. I'm close to forty, and they're still in their twenties. And so, I think it's a a good dynamic to be able to talk about. You know, for one, what is thought culture? Thought culture. I mean, our understanding of thought culture may be different from their understanding. What does it look like? What's kind of associated with thought culture? And then what's the impact of thought culture on um, mental health and um, just your everyday life? So you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. We're two self-care experts, a massage therapist, and a licensed professional counselor, husband and wife and parents of three, business owners and working professionals, who have intimate experience with stress both professionally and personally. Our podcast aims to teach the everyday professional how to live through the stresses in life while learning to be their best in life. show my age but i did not know what thought culture meant he thought it was just one word like i thought it was just a word like okay i know i know what it means but i didn't know it actually mean that hole over there yeah i was like what <laughs> i was like that's exactly what it means like thought first of all when he was typing out the title and i was like you need to put a period between the letters he was like why so it's an acronym <laughs> I was like, yeah, it stands for something. So, yeah. let's talk about... First of all, let me read. So, I don't know if y'all ever looked at the Urban Dictionary, but I thought this was too funny. So, I'm going to read the, the Urban Dictionary's definition for thought, right? Yeah. First of all, it stands for that hole over there. It said, a thought is usually active on social media, especially Instagram and Snapchat. <laughs> On Instagram, she can be found in pictures of her in a dog filter and is usually half naked. On Snapchat, wow, (laughs) yeah, I know, right? On Snapchat, she is most likely posting videos of her obnoxiously lip singing to rap songs while playing with her hair, thinking she looks like Kylie Jenner. Probably wears Calvin Klein, Adidas, and Nike hats. 
and she has perfect eyeliner eyeliner and contour and she seems like she doesn't care what anyone thinks about her she may come across as fake conceited shallow dumb but deep down she is insecure and unfortunately the only way she gets confidence is by getting validation from men on social media i thought this was like crazy when i read that it was funny at the same time because then you get like pictures of people that you you don't see on instagram yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like the, the images they try to put it together yeah. yeah but you know what that was not my definition of thought at all okay mm-hmm. i mean some of it kind of fit in that category i think the living on social media living on instagram needed validation mm-hmm. from men and and other people i think mm-hmm. those who are those Let's say women. Let 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 me take it even back. Most of the time, when you hear the word thought, even though we know it's some men thoughts out there, like male thoughts, yeah. it's usually people referring to women, right? So the, the whole yeah. word of thought, the whole word thought is misogynistic in nature, right? But we know it's some female thought. I mean, some male thoughts out there. Yeah. yeah. And typically, I try not to um, judge people, right? So. I've learned so much about people and I have so much respect for people no matter what mm-hmm. they do and what they believe. Mm-hmm. But the immediate and unconscious image that I get in my head when I hear the word thought is Carter B. And I apologize, <laughs> Carter B, if this is this. But that's just like, I'm not trying to think about Carter yeah. B. That's just yeah. like when I hear the word thought, boom, that's a picture of thought. I'm about to say yeah. thought to be, Carter B <laughs> pops up in my head. So what's y'all definition of, of thought? Because you was Chris was kind of putting those on to some earlier. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, well, you go first, babe. I, I would think, well, well, thought is kind of outdated. When I hear thought, I think of like 2014, 2015. Like nobody says that anymore, first of all. Yeah. So, and then when I do think of like thought from the definition that you read, I think of like the Instagram models. You know, the people that are, like, always on social media, just, you know, getting work done by Dr. Miami. Yeah. And then, you know, people like that, are everyday people like us that are, like, trying to be that person. But I just don't think, like, oh, that hole over there, because that was more like college days. Now it's just like, oh, if you're a hoe, you're just a hoe. Not really a, a thought. So what's the term for today? Like, what's a more relevant term? Is there a relevant term outside of the word code? I don't think there's a term that has as much significance as, like, thought did when it really hit the streets. Mm -hmm. I mean, now it's just, like, y'all hoes just be wild. But thought did take over, but that was more, it was definitely more relevant. Like, during school, when y'all sent me the subject, that's why I asked a couple times, like, thought culture, like, what? What is it? Um, I don't think I don't think it's like a real like like they're not justifying it because I mean even back then you say the word freak but not the word that I thought mm. freak was worse than the word that so now it's like you're trying to find something to you know surpass the past but everything link is linked together ultimately but I mean I think the word that it just it goes down it it keeps going down because you keep attaching certain things to it so now you attach social media mm-hmm. so now you attach lifestyle mm-hmm. now you attach you know the uncertainty of not knowing everybody so if somebody presents you know something that you're not recognizing then they're instant thought or they're doing something that you're not accustomed to so they're instant thought but wow. at the same time it's like you know even if you say like an instagram model they're probably making money off of being a thought but yeah. If we meet them in regular life, we're like, oh, that's a regular person, but they're thought on Instagram. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying like, but I'm just saying like, it's, I think the word thought, instead of saying, you know, that go over there is like something that we haven't, we're not accustomed to on a day-to-day basis. So it's like, if we see somebody acting a certain way, or, you know, a certain woman, especially a woman, see her acting a certain way, she thought. And the only way, thank you. That's the only, that's the quickest label that we can do because we won't define everything about her instead of just saying, oh, well, she's just a free spirit or she's just a certain person that does certain things. You get what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only other thing that I would add to that too, though, is like the one reason that people don't necessarily maybe use thought that much anymore is like, I think there's a certain monetary value that can be attached with the words. Mm-hmm. Like Instagram models, 
the real ones, they make money. But if you a thought, then like you probably on Instagram trying to make some money, but you really broke. Like mm. when you log off Instagram, you don't have nothing in your house. So like that's why you just a home over there because you don't even got nothing and you like kind of portray like like you are like Instagram models, you know, stuff like that. So. so so let me also do this disclaimer because we have a lot of people that listen to our podcast. podcast. Yeah. So I you know, I apologize in advance if you don't like the word hoe or whore. Uh, you know, we are t- touching on a subject that is very relevant, but, you know, we ain't trying to curse. So for all of our spiritually grounded people, Christian people, religious people, Jesus. yeah, just right. roll with us because this is really relevant to what we are seeing today, especially yeah. with our teens and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of older people too, like this is a relevant thing in today's society. So, you know, hey, forgive us for for the language this uh, episode. I also want to get this disclaimer, too, because we're going to be touching on some things that I think will be kind of touchy for some people. Like it'll kind of hit home because one of the things I want to kind of discuss or one of the implications I'm going to get to at some point is how um, how thought culture impacts self-perspective. And I'm going to talk about some things that may strike a nerve. And so I don't want to just have casual conversation and have people feel like that's my my professional stance with me being a licensed professional counselor and me and Lamar position ourselves as experts in certain fields sometimes people can take what you say as a fact or make it your personal stand I mean professional stance when sometimes you just have a dialogue mm-hmm. and from this dialogue I might have a better understanding as a on person on a personal level and a professional level so and I, wanna, I think through dialogue is the only way we can actually get that's understanding the only, yeah that's the only you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I'm kind of not really unaware of what thought culture is, but the perspective mm-hmm. of a younger generation, I'm unaware of what their pers- what your perspective is yeah. of thought culture. Because, yeah. you know, you're going to have the older culture that's look at it like, I mean, like you said, it's different terms. So back in the 20s, mm-hmm. they were called flappers. They were called flappers. So we like, were talking about that. So back in the twenties, you got they were called flappers. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the images of a flapper, yeah, you, they smoked, they drank, but they dresses were long. You know, they had they just had sleeveless dresses, and that was considered risque back then. What's so funny was when I like when we were looking at it, because one of the things that did come up is the comparison between the flappers in the nineteen twenties and how those women who were considered flappers was looked at, like he said, risque, and it was just like their dress stopped it above their knees. Right, mm-hmm. and they were actually blushing. They were called um, it's called roguing their knees, where they would put mm-hmm. blush to accentuate their knees because that was considered an unladylike thing to do. Which was so funny because I'm like, those look like the church ladies right now. Like they yeah. <laughs> they got on dresses that they need. Compared to what's going on in the streets today, yeah. Yeah, so I think. <laughs> For us, what we got to talking about is through every generation, there is a thought-freak, whole flapper, whatever you call them, right? So there's always that subgroup of, of people, but it's generally just associated with women. Like, there's never a culture, there's never a group within the male amongst males in every generation where we're like, oh, that's that group, and they're considered risque. Because of this. But you know one thing I will say, and I want to have an opinion about this, because it is associated, it tends to be associated with women, right? Who don't fit into a male's, a male societal's norm. But I also think females are the ones who really push that agenda. Like mm-hmm. even it's, it's like thoughts, it's like, you know, how many dudes you hear calling a girl a thought? You know what I mean? The like, ratchet ones. I hear I hear a little ratchet dude saying thought all the time. But I hear more I think, women. I think it was very prevalent. I, I think it was pushed by both genders, honestly. Oh, I don't God. think one gender pushed it more than the other. Yeah. I mean, if you go back to like 2014, 2016, you do hear thought songs. Like people were naming the songs that they were pushed by both sides, too. I mean, mm-hmm. if you didn't like somebody, if I didn't like somebody, you know, I like the way she was looking at me. I'd be telling my friends, like, she a thought. I can't stand her, you know. Whatever the case may be. So I definitely think it was pushed by both sides. Well, I'm going to tell you, back in 14, when nobody called nobody no fight. It was bougie. Everybody was calling. Because I remember when the sun dropped, it was bougie. Bad and bougie. She bougie. She bougie. Yeah, bad and bougie. She bougie. You don't want to talk to her. I picked up about 15. Where it was like, to me, my standard was 
it's just women couldn't identify at that certain time. Like, they couldn't understand what they were doing. So they just, you know, had a quick label and, you know, just a quick label to label women. But I think it, like, honestly, you can't really, I mean, I think, I think the label is more so for women than men, but I, I really don't like it. That's why I never like really taken to the word per se, because it, it wasn't like a word where it was evenly used back and forth or evenly used to like, you know, describe a man and a woman. Yeah. It was yeah. mostly used to, to portray women. I personally have never heard a male besides a rap song use the word thought. Yeah, I've, I've heard a few. Like, I heard it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? yeah. They don't realize we consider old to some people. Like, <laughs> our friends ain't sitting around. We, yeah. Our friends are 40 and 50. I would also argue, too, though, that, like, our generation, in comparison to, like, other generations, like, whole and other terms like that, that they're gender neutral. Like, I can say whole yeah. and not a man or a woman, whereas, like, other generations, they didn't really have that, like, if you hold, mm-hmm. if you hold, you just hold, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not really defined by like, you know, gender. Same for the B word. Like I can say that and be talking about a man or a woman. You know? I ain't saying um, the B word. That's our generation. Yeah, I will say we don't really attach labels per se based off gender. Like mm-hmm. we just. We just say it. If you if the shoe fits, then we'll just wear it. You I mean, know? but I think that I think that is a valid point because like our kids say "bruh" all the time, and you got you got <laughs> yeah. girls referring to each other as "bruh." Like yeah. people in my age group is like we're like sis. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. queen sis. Um, but my kids like "bruh." Why you do that, bro? I was like, call me bro one more time. <laughs> you know? Your daddy. <laughs> But it is not gender specific. You know what I'm saying? You could be you could be a female, old, young, baby. You can be bruh. So I agree with that. I think that um when you when you come back because I heard you um I'm gonna call her Coco, y'all, but this is Toriel. (laughs) So (laughs) you said something about the women that get surgeries and go into Dr. Miami for the BBLs and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you think, do you consider that thotty behavior? No. I think that's how it started, but now that's just like regular life. Like, mm-hmm. I might wake up tomorrow and decide I want some ass shots. I mean, hey, I'm just get on the plane and go. Yeah. So, I do think that like, I think that's the thing <laughs> with this thought culture. Like, when the word first came out, it was supposed to be demeaning and everything. But like I said, stuff isn't like gender specific anymore. And I think that like women, especially, it kind of takes the power out of stuff. It's like somebody calls you something and you don't really react. Mm-hmm. Like you calling me a hoe does not hurt my feelings. You know, like I'm still going to do whatever I want to do and live how I want to live. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why the usage of the word thought and things like that have died down. Now, of course, you'll still have people try to use those as insults. Uh, but the thing that kind of centered around the starting of, or the origin of the word rather um, now it's just normal behavior. It's, it's everyday life. I just wonder when the word when the word got so powerful. Like, like when it I, was. Let me tell you. I think I think it was like it, it was a it was a celebrity. Who was it? I can't think of her mm-hmm. name. They had she had something called the whole stroll. No. Uh-uh. Oh yeah. It's the slut the slut something. Slut strut. Slut Yeah. Amber Rose. Yeah. And then a lot of people came out, but like, is that okay? Because it's kind of it kind of relates to what we're talking about today, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, are we condoning thotty and slutty behavior? Hey, Maisha, we see that you chimed in. What's going on, sis? But it's like, are we, are we, uh, are we condoning this behavior? Like, it seems like every step, like the term will come out, right? Then there's like, oh man, this term is out. But then you got like uh, Cardi B and. What's the other chick name who made the song? Made a stallion. Yeah, the song they got about uh, what's it called? I don't know. I the new song. The, oh yeah, WAP. You know what I'm saying? So it was like Cardi. this <laughs> big old thing. Like, oh my god! And then next thing you know, it's like everybody's really, really quick to be like, okay, we welcome this song. You know what I mean? It's like at first it's this big thing. Like, oh, I did they just say that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like all the thought and behavior in the world on one video. And then it's like, but it's so accepted now. So I I think what we're trying to 
as mental health experts, we're trying to figure out what the psycho the psychological meaning of it all in this culture. And that's why it's considered they call it thought culture. Well, right? so it's like a culture of behavior that's being mm-hmm. highly accepted in today's society and we're trying to figure out why. Well, and I think you brought up a good point, and this is what I was telling Lamar and why we wanted to kind of have this discussion. It's like, what are the societal and mental health implications of thought culture or or this thinking, right? Because you made a point about, like, doing the BBLs and the body sculpting and all that might have started with people who were considered thoughts, right? But now it's just evolved into something where you got everyday professional women who are going in and getting these type of procedures. But what I was telling him is we don't realize how something that starts off in one place and kind of evolves into a cultural norm, how it impacts um, self-image or um our our value systems in everyday life so now you know i might be a perfect like i might be a judge right and i might be doing it on every level i'm making money you know i'm a boss at work but now i have this one thing that's that i'm that i'm insecure about because i'm competing with these other women who are like instagram models and even though i have all my stuff together i can't seem to get a man because uh, I can't seem to get a man because I don't have the body that I need to compete with an Instagram model. So now I got to go get a BBL. So not only am I like snatched, but I'm killing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like my professional accolades and my personal uh, accomplishments don't compete anymore with stuff that's in thought culture or culture that's for reality TV or social media. Like it ain't even real, real world um it's not tangible it's, yeah. it's, it's not yeah i understand i mean really the, the biggest thing for thought culture is that i think it's leaning towards a self-approval mm-hmm. they're finding self-approval and that's the biggest mental aspect guys they want to live free they want to live in a point where they can be and understand certain things and, and just live you know despite of anybody you know having their own opinion about them so if you want to go and get that surgery, if you do want to go and get those, you know, those enhancements to your body, it's about self-improvement at the end of, at the, at the, end of the day. And I think that's what is uh, leaning towards. Yeah. Well, so, I, I, I think... Mean, I would, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, you go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that I would agree with that too, but I just think that, like, it's, I mean, there, there are some implications that people see these celebrities or whomever and they say like, hey, I want this look. Um, but I think that just stems to like self-esteem issues that were already there. Um, realistically speaking, it's just, you know, it's not possible to like keep up with every trend that comes. Cause we can say, I mean, we can go back to last summer where everybody was a hot girl. Like these are things that are gonna continuously come around, you know, um, so whether it's like the the body shaming or whatever, I mean not body body shaming, but wanting to you know get butt shots or whatever the case may be, like you're never gonna be able to keep up. Like it's really just supposed to be fun. And I think that's one of the things when you said like, oh, this is like culturally accepted, and people are like so accepting of this. It's like it's who cares? Like nobody really cares what you guys think. Like okay, if you call us a hoe because we're a hot girl or because we want to do it, like. You still gonna do it because it's fun. Like but the rappers do it, so we can do it. Here's the other side. And that's, that's a good point. What she just said. She okay. said the rappers do it, so we can do it. And you know, this goes back mm-hmm. to a point that me and T- a conversation Tiffany and I was having about uh, love and hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. So you see mm-hmm. all these images in 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 the the, the characters. I call them characters on love and hip hop because we know. What's up, Tamika? Because we know all of them are, I mean, we know these situations are not really real, right? So, I love watching Love & Hip Hop, but I'm starting to see the same images on Love & Hip Hop in the streets at home. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you look just like, like you got red hair and nose ring and you out here fighting, but you don't make Love & Hip Hop money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You like, you live in, you (laughs) live in the projects Barely right. taking care of yourself, and you out here, you know, portraying what you see on TV. You so know. I think that I think sometimes I believe, you know, they say art imitates life, and life imitates art, right. whatever. Always, but always. yeah, but and I think that goes back to what you were saying. Like 
you know, if the rappers could do it, we could do it. But sometimes I'm thinking, you know, you probably can't. Because I see some young dudes, young dudes, that don't have professional jobs, but you got a whole sleeve of tattoos, right? And then you got tattoos here. I'm like, where you about to get a job at, bro? You know what I'm saying? I hope your rap career has already started, or I hope you're already in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I think sometimes we need yeah. to step back and be like, look, I know that this is this is cool and all of this stuff is out there. And I'm not judging anybody, but I'm saying sometimes we need to think like, okay, we got to take appropriate measures. Maybe you want to get a sleeve of tattoos. I still want to get a sleeve of tattoos, right? But I'm going to wait. Yeah. I'm going to wait until I get into my profession or, you know, until I get somewhere where I'm able to do that. Well, and I think that was what you said was going to lead to my point because, like, even though, you know, you might not care what other people think about you, that you can say that from a place that you're already a professional. You got two degrees. Yeah. You in a certain place in life. You got money where you can ball out when you want to. But then you got these kids who are our children's age who are in high school, right? And some of them got grandmas our age. Like, I have classmates who had babies when we were in middle school, right? In high school. So, their kids are now adults and they're having kids in high school. So, what happened when your mama 20-something, your grandma is 40-something, and they still trying to be a hot girl or they still out here trying to be Instagram model and there's nobody in the household. Or they got an OnlyFans page. Or they got an OnlyFans page trying to make money and there's nobody in your household or your... Your grandson, or, like, you know your grandma got an only fans page or your circle it's just a disconnect all the way through like i mean a generational disconnect because like you say it 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 starts at the top because i mean even when i was growing up i couldn't even watch tv during the week so i didn't even know what was going on because we couldn't watch tv till the weekends because that's how strict my parents were Mm -hmm. monday through friday you come in friday evening you know i didn't miss everything And, and you, I literally missed you didn't see no Martin, and we, and we had no DVR, so you had to get the VHS, and you know you got your twelve-hour tapes, and you record whatever you need to record, but we can't watch TV, right? Yeah. You know, and everything. So I think it was. I think it's the structure. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to dive too deep in it because I don't want to feel like pointing no fingers. But it's a structure where you just have to be like, and it's and at the same time self accountability because I remember. When she was in the 10th grade, because we went to high school together. We went to middle school together. Oh, the same, uh, come on, come on, now, come on. The same person that she is today, the same person she was in the 10th grade. She just was hungry like that. But, but she wanted to get it. But yeah. the difference, the point I was getting ready to make uh, before mm-hmm. Lamar cut me off, was the, dif- the, the, the difference is that she had two parents at home that gave her a different perspective, perspective right? They modeled something different. But what happens mm-hmm. when you have kids who are at home and they don't get a oh, glimpse yeah. of a different lifestyle, yeah. right? That's why yeah. they're out here thinking they can be Instagram models or they can be out here thotting and, and doing what they're seeing on Love & Hip Hop. But mm-hmm. the, like you said, those people making money. So when the cameras turn off, yeah. they got mansions they going to or at least nice high upscale condos and right i'm gonna put it in perspective it's, it's okay it's okay to okay i'm gonna put it in perspective though so like love and hip-hop you see the women on there they have children with people who are very successful right and that's kind of mm-hmm. like their mo it's like okay right. i'm gonna go and have a child by this nba player make sure we we taking care of as a family mm-hmm. or this rapper so putting it in perspective, you got the girls here in the projects. They like, I'm gonna go ahead and have sex with this drug dealer and get a baby by him because he got the money on this side. You know what I'm saying? And I might have a baby by a few of them. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, but it's not the same. Like it's levels to it. It's, it's levels to it, and, and it is levels to it. I do think that like though, that's one of the disconnects. Like. They may or may not ever be able to reach that level, but if they can, like, obtain, let's say, that plateau of success, then, like, in their eyes, they made it. I mean, and even I would argue, too, that, like, family structure is very important, but we live in an age where we all have technology literally at our fingertips. So you can absolutely have a positive image right in your household and still see these things every day, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and still say like, hey, you know, this is what I want to be. That's immediately what I thought of when you talk about like the teenagers with the, you know, the tattoos and all that stuff. That's not thought culture. They're looking at the rappers that are trappers and they want to be like that, you know? 
Um, so I think it really just boils down to like a self, uh, like self accountability. Mm-hmm. I know that hard, especially for teenagers, because like teenagers are stupid. Like we were all teenagers once, you know. <laughs> yeah. you know but really, truly, you be your own person. Like it is okay to be like, oh, you know, this is cool, but that's not really like what I want. Uh-huh. I want to be a professional this time or whatever. And then on this on this side of the uh, spectrum, I'm just gonna like ball out, you know. Uh, we got a I mean, we got a question. We can't, we can't discredit the village though either, because it, it also takes the village. We can't. I mean, we can't. it does, but if you think about it, you have suburban kids who like go to college and then they decide to be drug dealers. Like that's so, true. Yeah, positive images are very important, but still, when you have these things constantly in your face, it ultimately boils down to like whatever decision that you make. On the flip side, there are some people who have parents and grandparents who are like hot girls. And they're the polar opposites of that. So it really is just a self-decision. Now, you can mold and push people in a certain direction, but ultimately, you can't make them dream. Yeah. And I think even going back to your point about the drug dealer point, um, I think if you have, you got levels to that too. So um, you got somebody, and it's all about exposure. Going back to our point, it's about exposure. That's 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 my husband. He's smart. Y'all see that? I'm your hug. I'm your hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a valid point. But then I think too, like especially with this generation, as the generations continue to go on, um, there's going to be a lot of people that feel like we don't we don't owe our community anything. I mean, as odd as that sounds, I mean, think about it. For example, I didn't come from an impoverished area. So I could say, well, you know, I had my family. I did what I was supposed to do for my parents' sake. I can uplift my sisters and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Or saying, mm-hmm. you know, for the rapper. So it really is like finding people who are willing to give back. Because um, everybody's just not willing to do so. It's like, you know, I made it. And we live in a do- we really live in a dog eat dog society now where it's like, mm-hmm. you're not in a hustle, you just fall by the wayside. Like, But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, though, that is the difference in our generation mm-hmm. And like your grandparents' generation. And it's the difference in the struggle that we grew up in, right? Because prior to the civil rights movement, right, you have more of a community. You have people who really understood the importance of them making an influence or, or influencing the younger generation to aspire to be something that people were putting barriers up for them to be, right? So it was important for us to get doctors and lawyers and judges, right? So post-civil rights or post-getting uh, certain rights like voting and things like that, you have our generations who were um, privy to being to going to school with white people or having some of the same opportunities. And in turn, what has happened is we've become more selfish about our influence or our responsibility to our community, right? right. And I think that's why you have this whole discussion of, of thought culture. I want to also... Um, highlight crystal's point too she said that the people around future said he doesn't even do drugs the most he smoke is weed but what he raps about sells right so that's the same thing with 50 cent 50 cent don't drink so 50 yeah. cent if you read his book he said he's, yeah. he used to be in a club with a bottle full of water pretending to drink you know what i'm saying because he said yeah he'll sell the image yeah, yeah. so he he'll sold it he sold right. even when he was pushing the champagne he never drank he never drank never drank. any of his champagne right he, he would have them bring the bottles out sit them on the table yeah or his cranberry juice and then it, it, he would make his money by selling his image but also consider his lifestyle and knew what he had to do mm-hmm. and just kept it moving which goes because back he didn't like you, having an altered mind he didn't like having an altered mind he was like i'm around too many people for my mind to be altered, I got to be on top of, on top of game at all times. Exactly. exactly. What was you gonna say, Toria? I just said Chris act like he was in a section with him. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that that ties back funny. into my point, though. Like, since we've gone through being able to vote and having mm-hmm. access to the same school systems and being able to have similar uh, opportunities as white people, we pretty much kind of let go of our responsibility to positively influence the next generation because if what you're selling to them and pushing to them is drugs and alcohol and 
thotting and all of that. The reality is that culture is is gonna that generation of kids are gonna come up and they ain't gonna have nothing left to offer the generation behind them, right? So we're kind of, we, yeah. you think we live in American dream because you got equal access and you can buy your kid a, a Porsche or you can live in a, a mansion if you want to or buy a boat if you want to. But it don't matter if your kid is stupid. It don't matter if your daughter, only only thing she can do is dance on the OnlyFans page. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. Yeah, I, I think, I think that's a, I think that was deep what you said, but at the same time, it's all about purpose. And I think we all took that purpose. We took that oath when we understood what we wanted to be. And like certain things in life, we have you you have to sacrifice in order to get a little bit further. Even in mental health, you gotta you gotta cut dead weight to be able to tackle bigger problems in your life and bigger things and move forward. And I think that it's in order for us. I took an oath at the same time as me living my life the way I live my life because I know that. I might not know who's watching, but somebody's watching. Yeah. And you have to be the biggest example. If not for anybody else, you have to be the best example for yourself because it's a lot of mirrors in the wall and you're going to walk past them and you got to, you got to receive who you are. But at the same time, it's who you, who you are, you're only displaying it for the world. So I think once we make that oath to want to take that leadership position to be better, I think that's when, the next generation or the people even after us can take that step and say, okay, I want to be that. Cause I think the biggest fear is like, as a young person, you see your mom and dad and you be like, I don't want to be my mom and dad. But then when you get old, you're like, Man, my mom and dad, they, 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 they the goat. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you get appreciation from it. But as a child, when you're young, it fears you. Cause then like, I got to work all the time. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do things the right way. But then you're like, Man, that's the only way you got to do it. You know, so I think I think that once you push that to the side, then they get to a better place. But right now, they they everybody wants to be young. They and then at the same time, they want to live the things that they can't perceive, they can't be the 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 closest thing to the lifestyle that they ever want to be is on TV. And then they receive those images and they try to portray it in their life instead of just being staying consistent. Of, who you are in your guidelines and just doing what you have to do, you know? So I, I, I think, I think too, it's, uh, it's kind of important to note that like, just because people like portray something on social media and this is for like not non-celebrities, like regular mm -hmm. Like I sit on Facebook and joke all day about like having 12 boyfriends, like just the wildest stuff. But like I'm not disconnected from reality. Like it's a joke, it's funny, and you know I laugh and I move on. Like people just really don't have that capability anymore. They can't just like joke about something without like attempting to emulate it. And I think that's the most important thing. Like because how do you know somebody's being a thought? Are you basing it off like what they do on social media? And then you really have no true identity of what they're doing when they're not on social media. Like I can say I have eight boyfriends and then when I'm not on social media, I'm like just sitting at home watching it. And then they click on my page. <laughs> <laughs> he said, get it right. She ain't got eight boyfriends. They click on your page and see what's and going on. I'm about to say, you see one in 250 pictures. I have all the time. And here I am all the time. I have a whole fiance. Like, But you know what? The reality is, you know, the reality, the reality is <laughs> that, that that is not happening for a lot of people. Like, you know, when we talk about bullying, right? Like, mm -hmm. we've had to get to a point in today's society where we have to address cyberbullying. And, like, when I first started, like, talking to, like, clients, adolescents about cyberbullying, in my mind, yeah. I'm like, just turn the computer off. Like, just don't look at social media. Yeah. Like, why do people who don't know you have an impact on how you feel about yourself, right? But the right. reality is that sometimes you're you feel so connected because you're so enmeshed in this environment that it almost feels like you know these people like me and my best friend would joke all the time like she she be getting these facebook besties and like people be saying stuff back to her i'm like these people don't even know you like no, but but she shares intimate details about her life on social media mm -hmm. 
So then also people can judge you. So somebody might come across to her and be like, hold on, they don't even know me. But they feel like they know you because because you they read so much about, about you. And, and you're yeah. showing pictures and you responding, yes, yes. They know your whole family. Yeah. Like so you engaging with them on social media. Exactly. So they the mind don't know the difference. It can't make that that distinction, right? That this is not reality. Because we start, we've made the world so much smaller with social media and with the internet is that it feels like a place that we really live in our minds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so even though you might be on there joking about you only going to marry you a white man, you ain't bad, you know, you leaving the black race alone. And like you said, you got a whole, whole boyfriend hiding behind the scenes. I ain't going to lie, Coco. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'll be looking at the messages like, what's she talking about? Hold on, what happened to Chris? But you want, to be honest with you, I, that's our, that was our biggest rule. I never, I, I can take everything that she says on social media. And it doesn't make me color. feel another way. It it never it never it never makes me feel no type of way because it's it's just like you have to know how to turn certain things off. Certain things should not be able to set you off. You have to be the control of your own emotions. You cannot let things rattle you. You can't let them shake you. You just you have to be the control because as soon as you pass the control, I promise you, they don't. They're never going to give it back. But that's and, coming from a self-actualized person who has had a healthy home environment with boundaries and parents. Some of these kids are not, they don't have access to that. So when you go back to the thought culture and why people are living the lifestyles that they live in, they, they're not developed in themselves like that. You know what I'm saying? So I used to... Think about that right there. That's true. I Very used true. to work in... Um, you know, my, my bachelor's is in child and family studies. So mm-hmm. I work with teenagers and in their homes and foster children. And what they see on TV is what they want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I went to a teenager's house. He was like, look, you ain't gonna better tell me nothing. I mean, this dude was 15. He didn't listen to a word I said. He was like, I'm a pimp. I already got hoes, and you can't tell me nothing. This is how I live. I'm already making money. But he hadn't been outside of his environment. He hadn't been exposed to anything else. So I think what we have to realize is that, like Maisha saying, delusion is what the world operates in right now, right? It's the norm. And I think sometimes this media can keep us delusional. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's built to keep us delusional. Yeah. If we if, if we go back in our culture, the media was meant to break us. Mm-hmm. It was built to break us. It was built because they put words on paper. We didn't know how to read. So guess what? They used to talk about us. It was certain things that they used to say we couldn't even read or we couldn't understand. So they told the you media. a vision, and they tell you a vision. Exactly. Television. Exactly. So the media. I mean, my mindset about social media from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter, I can care less. I mean, honestly, if it, if it wasn't for like entrepreneurship and trying to make money and trying to connect with family members that live far away, I promise you I cut up my phone off 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And the only person that can ever get in contact with me is Coco. And that's it. But, you know, <laughs> mom and dad. But you have to know that media is it's, it's, it's a waste of time. But you... you the only power it has is the power you give it. But I'm going to wrap that up with mm-hmm. the implications. So the mm-hmm. implications for thought culture right now and especially social social media is that mm-hmm. it's influencing people's lifestyle choices. It's influencing their self-image. It's influencing yeah. their career choices. And it's influencing how they, how they even cope with life, right? So, like, I, I want to when you get finished, I want to talk about a positive side too. <clears throat> and there is a positive side, but when I'm talking of thinking about thought culture specifically and the whole topic of what we was talking about, I'm like, if if thought culture is you out here making money on Instagram, you twerking, you you dating ballers, right? It's gonna have a negative impact on how our kids navigate life or how people who don't have anything positive to look to right or are connected to anything positive it's going to decide even how they cope so if on reality tv you got beef with someone you go meet up for lunch act like you gonna talk something the next thing you know you throwing a drink and then you pulling their hair like 
And that and the reality is then you recorded you recorded on World Star so could everybody can see you about that thought life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you twerking on you twerking in the restaurant on the table, you like yeah. <laughs> it's very relevant though. You see people even that I went to college with, you know, that say like, Oh, I need to disconnect from social media right now because like looking at Instagram pictures makes me feel ugly. It's like girl get it together but yeah. at these first conversations you really don't understand like how much this does influence people um, on all ends of the spectrum so it definitely is very prevalent and it causes issues for some people which is sad yeah, yeah. well, well one, one thing i was going to talk about is that one thing a positive trend that i'm seeing with, with even rappers uh so like when um when uh gucci man and jeezy Right when they did their verses, Gucci. and uh, man, I was Gucci man all day. But anyway, um, <laughs> I mean Gucci just Gucci didn't even sit down. He was ready for whatever, and I just I felt his spirit. <laughs> but uh, but um, and he a Jeezy fan. Yeah, oh, oh, bitch, no. <laughs> but so after that, I watched the interview after that, right with um with young with Jeezy, and he talked about how he's going through counseling. Breakfast Club. So it kind of shows you yeah, the mental breakfast. change. Now right. I've also seen a video with Gucci Man, mm-hmm. and the books. I'm actually I actually read a book that he suggested that helped him change his mindset, right? And you can see that lifestyle after the mindset change. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Charlemagne the God. He talks about mental health counseling all the time. So that's one positive aspect of the media that I'm seeing. Um, what's the actress name um, that has the mental health program? Taraji. 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 Yeah, Taraji. So Taraji, Hins, I mean, she's, you know, and I think that's really, that's really developing something in our culture that tip, that wasn't there before. Like counseling was taboo. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like Crystal mentioned earlier, bullying was taboo. But like, what you mean you get bullied? Fight them. You got to punch somebody, hit you, you hit them back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we... That's a positive aspect of what we're seeing now. And then, so when we thought about the thought culture, we was like, man, in my head, I was like, why we got to go down this road? But at the same time, it was like a liberation for women. So who am I to judge how you want to act? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So how can I judge you? So I think, and that's a problem too, because sometimes we often judge too much. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be liberated, be liberated. Like, I think yeah. the human body is beautiful. So if you want to show it, walk down the street naked if you want to. I, you I know what I'm saying? There's a freedom <laughs> with it. I do think there is a there is an aspect of, of the thought culture where women are basically saying, I'm taking ownership of my sexuality. I'm taking ownership of my lifestyle. But mm-hmm. what... That's why I keep saying, what's the implications of it, though? Because for somebody who's not fully developed in in their mindset or not fully developed, um, will look at that if I'm a teenager, right? Or if I'm an adult, even a young adult just trying to figure out who I am and, and who I want to be in the world, you, your liberation can have a negative impact on me because I'm only seeing a small glimpse of that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm only seeing one one aspect of your liberation, basically. Right. And yeah. so, you know, I think it is a positive thing, and I think a lot of times when we use the word thought, again, it stands for that hoe out there, right? So, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a misogynistic, negative term anyway. And maybe we just need to, like, say the whole thing. <laughs> Instead of saying, you know, she thought and be like, that whole out there. <laughs> now that that sounds very different though, doesn't it? Yeah. That gives you a whole different perspective though, right? Uh, yeah. It, it does. You know, so instead of saying using the acronym thought, be like, yeah, they go that whole out there. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> you know, you just be like, whoa, okay. Hey, why you calling her a hoe? I'm like, but I think thought thought is so desensitized. It's desensitized, right? So it's just like it sounds like you know. (laughs) Yeah, Crystal. That's that's our cousin. That's our cousin. What's up, Crystal? Yeah, Crystal said, "I see the trips, the bags, but I don't see the old man that's flying them out there." Yeah, that's facts. 
Definitely <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, guys. You flewed out. Yeah. I so appreciate y'all participating in this conversation oh, with now us. Now she want to wrap it up. It's just getting good. <laughs> no, I mean I really do because I think it's a I think it's an important conversation to have. Like there's so many other um avenues or dimensions to this conversation that we could have, but the reality is that when we talk about thought culture, there is a a, a aspect of it that influences lifestyle for everybody and i think that's what most people need to recognize it don't matter if you are a a mature professional thought culture has an impact on your life it has an impact on future generations and what they're striving for and i think that that for me was the biggest thing is like what other aspect is there to thought culture like we just talked about the positive aspect and i appreciate women who are liberated i'm one of those women who don't care what people think about me and like back in the day when i'm you know was being wild and young and foolish that was my my yeah, thought yeah tell them what the teacher said to you when we was in college <laughs> so i had a teacher so i <laughs> so when i was in undergrad <laughs> Put my business in that. No. <laughs> when I was in, when I was in undergrad, uh, I think it was it might have been my freshman or, or my sophomore year. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but basically, I took this class called the uh, history of the African American male, and there was this professor. It was a black professor there who loved to be in everybody's business. He loved being everybody's business, but he he a lot of students related to him, and so um, I had written this paper. It was the first paper of short term. So the way the college was set up, it was four months in school. Then you had one month of short term and then you had another semester. So the short term was typically the month of January. It was just a short term class. And so it was my first paper of the class. And I knew I had did a great job on this paper. So he's returning papers. He give everybody their paper but me. And I'm sitting there like, what the hell? Like, I know I killed that paper. Like, I remember, like, going through my facts. It was like, I'm killing them with this paper. And so, mm-hmm. when he gets to me, he was like, um, can I see you after after class? And so, I'm like, livid. Like, I know this man ain't about to tell me my paper sucked or that, like, I got an F. So, I, um, I go to his office after class and he hands me my paper and the paper has an A on it. So, I'm looking like, what's this all this about? Like, why are you calling me into your office for an A paper? And so he was like, you know what? Uh, at the time, I was Davis. He was like, you know what, Miss Davis? He was like, I was so shocked by your paper. He said, when I, he said, the first time I saw you, I thought you was the most, he said, I thought you was the dumbest female I had ever met in my life. I was like, my first time meeting you was in this classroom. So how you thought that? Cluster but, pearls. But yeah, it was a cluster pearls moment. But he used to sneak inside <laughs> hey, the cafeteria. This is before social media. This before social media. And I was at school acting ratchet. I was. I was acting like a hood chick for real. But no, you weren't, baby. Yes, I was. I was acting real ratchet. <laughs> but he used to sneak inside the cafeteria and just observe students. And pretty much, he had come into the cafeteria one day, and I think it was after a flag football game, and me and my roommate had won, our team won, and we were standing on chairs, wearing wife beaters and do-rags and just acting a fool because we had beat this this dorm of white girls who thought they was just going to run over us. So we was live. <laughs> we was lit, right? And so he was just basically saying his observation of me in that setting didn't did not match what I put on paper. And so I was just like, well, I don't really care what people think about me. And he was like, I, I get that. He was like, but you really controversial. He said, but you, what you need to realize is even if you don't care what people think about you, who do you want people to perceive? How do you want people to perceive you? Is what you're demonstrating to other people a true reflection of who you really are? And so it really did. I was annoyed at first, but it really did change my perspective on how I navigated and how I moved. It was like, okay, even <laughs> yeah, Crystal, you funny. Crystal <laughs> said, "So I'm a thought turn wife." Oh, uh, uh, let, me get, let me get that off the stage. Off the, uh, 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 I'm just saying I, that was before I acted like I knew the Lord, even though I knew the Lord. Okay, <laughs> but. It really says something to me because the reality was, even though I didn't care what people thought about me, people had a lot to say. And it was just like, 
I'm giving people what they want. You know, I'm just acting a certain way because people sitting there watching me. It's like, okay, you want to watch me? Let me give you something to watch. But it wasn't a true reflection of who I was. And he was like, when he read read the paper, it really showed how smart I was and how intellectual I was. And he was like, I could have never gotten to this and I would have never changed my perspective about you had you not taken this class. I would have walked around here thinking you was just some ignorant little girl, you know. And I give you an example, same college. Um, I got called into the office because I thought, wake up, Coco. I got thought. I, <laughs> oh, I'm a, uh, oh, our computer froze. The our computer froze. froze. I, I was like, she sleep. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got called into the office, right? And um, and I never said it because this was my first time being in an all white atmosphere when we were in college. Mm-hmm. All the schools I went to was all black Birmingham City school system. So now mm-hmm. I'm immersed. I'm submerged in this white culture. And I was like, so a lot of times in the classroom, I didn't say anything, right? So we had to do a paper. I turned in the paper. I didn't get my paper. It was just like Tiffany's situation. I was like, everybody got a paper except for me. He's like, he need to see me. Mm-hmm. So he was like, he asked me straight up, did you write this paper? I was like, what you mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because at the time, I, I, I wasn't a good typer, right? I wasn't fast. So I used to write. A rough draft of my paper first, and then type and then type it right. Mm-hmm. I said I got the rough the rough draft in my handwriting. He said I need to see it. I gave it to him. He yeah. still gave me a C on the paper, but the first what he first told me was, this paper is so good, and you don't say nothing in the classroom. He's like I didn't think you wrote this paper. But he still gave me a C on the paper, and I'm still mad about that. That was it was a white professor too. Yeah, it's, I was, I'm still upset about that. But he told me that the paper was really good, and he's just like, I don't think you wrote it. But I think it's all about it goes back to perception. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think we live in the age reality. And and this is and I guess we can close on this note right here. You know, we don't have to worry about how people judge us, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it may be ideal to think about how people perceive us you know what i mean so um you know we live in a world where we can portray this and that on social media we can do whatever we want to do on social media but just know that the perception is held in the eyes of the perceiver so if you want to go and get something from somebody you might need to think about how they perceive you yeah you know what I'm saying? Live your life to the fullest. Do whatever you want to do. But just know that that is, that is something that you have to think about because you never know who you're going to need in this world. And some people just don't want to be attached to things that they might perceive as something that I don't want to be attached to that. Like, I don't really know the real her, but if I go, like, when somebody apply for a job at Life Touch, the first place I go to is social media. And yeah, I think everybody does that right now. The first place you go to is social media because I want to see who this person is. And if y'all if y'all handle on social media come up is like Miss Thick ATL or something like that. No, I'm, I, yeah, like I'm, I'm passing I'm passing you all day long because I'm like, you don't even got a real social like you think you know what I'm saying? All social media too hot to touch. Look, all these <laughs> stupid names. And it's so crazy because I won't judge you. I won't judge you. But yeah. I might not hire you because you can affect my bottom line. Because right. we not we are not the only ones that look at social media. Everybody does. So I get a I get clients that come in. The first thing they do is look up my therapist on social media. Yeah, and you I know think, what I'm saying. It's just like, and they befriending my therapist on social media. I'm like, and I think it's different for corporations. I mean, I know right. that uh, when I when I worked at a my previous organization, we used to do that as well when we would look at resumes. But for us as a small business, it's even more so important because we're we are a small business, right? <clears throat> so, anyhow, I so appreciate y'all again tuning in to our uh podcast yeah. i appreciate 
uh, my niece Toriel, aka Coco, and <laughs> and her, and Bay, uh, Chris, Chris. <laughs> for uh, joining us on the podcast. And for all of you See, guys, this is my opportunity to check out who Chris was because I'm like, man, this this dude a smart young man. He made a good choice, Coco. Uh, that's because us Davis girls, we pick right. We pick right, right. We 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 pick up. We pick smart. <laughs> So guys, until next time, live your best life. Living through your stress life. Hello. Peace.